0: Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We are an Acts 2.42 community, a family on a mission to bring a life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through his word and by his spirit. week of the Creed. Remember, the Creed was written by the apostles just to remind the early church and new Christians the fundamentals of following Jesus Christ. So as we start there, let's put that up, shall we? And let's, why don't you join me and read this with me this morning. So I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Let's stop there. So far in the creed, we have declared an upward focus. We've kind of been declaring um, our core beliefs as follower of Jesus. This is who our God is. This is who the Son Jesus Christ is. This is what they have done for us. And it is is—it is literally just that upward communication, that upward faith in Jesus Christ. And then as we read on, we see there is a change of focus. It goes on, read with me. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, And life everlasting. Amen. From believing in the Holy Spirit, the creed changes direction to an outward focus. And it is beginning to just remind us that what we believe as followers of Jesus, it is not just an upward thing. What we have received from God begins to move outwards towards other people and the line that we're going to look at today is this it's I believe in the church the communion of saints now when I say the word church what pops into your mind what image comes into your mind maybe it's this a really beautiful picturesque church building with a beautiful steeple Maybe it's a school hall. You know, if you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to church, do you think of this, this school hall that you meet in? Maybe it's some trendy evangelical church like Bethel, you know, kind of all done up to make it look a little bit more trendy to invite people in. But in fact, we all know, don't we, that that is not the church. The church is, Elizabeth, thank you, the people of God. And how you and I see the church Actually will affect how we act towards it. See so the church isn't a building. The church is the people of God who profess Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. They are men and women, boys and girls, who have faith in God, in Jesus Christ as their Savior and the Holy Spirit. And just think about this for a moment that today All around the world, there are millions and millions of men and women, boys and girls, who are meeting just like us. They're singing songs. They're reading the word of God. They're praying for each other. They're breaking bread. They're having fellowship. Some are in huge buildings. Some are in school halls. Some are in trendy evangelical churches. Some are in living rooms. Some are hiding as they're doing it. They're in secret. But all of these are the church, the people of God. And the Bible tells us that one day, the church, from every tribe, nation, and tongue, we are going to be together worshipping god with jesus christ in heaven revelation says these words john who was a disciple of jesus he has this vision of heaven and um this is what he writes he says after this i looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe people and language standing before the throne and before the lamb and what a beautiful picture that is Of God's people the church worldwide all in one place worshiping God and the great news is the church keeps growing and understanding and caring for the worldwide church is vital Daniel said a little bit about it this morning going over to the Gambia you know caring for the church out there If someone in our family was struggling, we wouldn't leave them to struggle, would we? We would jump straight in. We would help them in any way that we could. We would check in on them regularly. We might help them out financially. There would be lots of things that we would do for our physical family. And it's to be like that with the church, with God's family, our heavenly family. We need to care for them. We need to look out for them. We need to pray for them. And we need to support those who are being persecuted. And the Bible calls us the body of Christ. And just like the human body, all our ligaments and our joints and our muscles, our blood vessels, just like everything in us is connected. So us as the church and the worldwide church, we also need to be connected with each other. And we all have a part to play in growing God's kingdom. The church here in Cinnamon Brow has its part to play in growing God's kingdom. And the early church, they had a glimpse of this. This is what it says in Acts 2, 42 to 47. If you've got your Bibles, you can just turn to that now. Acts 2, 42 to 47. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We see in this passage, first of all, a church devoted to the teachings of Jesus. They were devoted to gathering together. And as good as it is to read Christian books, to listen to Christian podcasts, there is nothing that can replace being in the room with other believers, listening to the teaching of God, teaching that are to you as a community. You see, God can say things here in this room that he won't say to the church in Orford that he won't say to the church in Latchford or in Lim or in Penketh, God has something for cinnamon brow, things he has to speak to you about, things about how you're going to reach this community. And if we are not in this room, we will miss out. So it's important we gather together. Being in the same place together on a regular basis also meant that the church were able to pray with each other, to open up their lives with each other, to learn how to have compassion for each other. It says even to the point of sharing their wealth with those who had need. And God has called us to be a relational church, to know how to relate to one another. A church that lives in right relationship with God, that upward focus and right relationship with that outward focus as we put our faith into action. And as we read in that that Acts chapter 2, we see it says that the way the apostles and the disciples and the early church lived out their life together, it resulted in many being saved. So we have to believe in the church, the God-given structure, with Christ as the head, so, in order that we can live out his mission on the earth. And we do that through the next line. It's called the communion of saints. Our faith is not just between us and God. It's not a private thing. It's an individual thing, but it's not private. Our faith... Needs to be outworked in the lives of other people that we come into contact with. Faith needs to be outworked amongst each other and faith outside of these four walls. You know, I play the piano. And growing up, I had a non-electrical piano. So those of you who understand, it's a proper piano, yeah? And um, the problem is with a proper piano, though, unlike a beautiful electronic keyboard, is that it has to be tuned, okay? Because you start to get those, you know, you have a, you ever kind of gone into um, a room and you've played a piano and it's like honky-tonky, yeah? You know, that kind of sound. And it needs tuning. And so to tune a piano, you need something called a tuning fork, here it is. It looks very insignificant. But a tuning fork is required when you're tuning the notes because it has a perfect tone. And you could try it by ear. You know, like, like when a guitarist, they're tuning their guitar and they can do it by ear, yeah? They've only got, like, six strings. I mean, it's not much, is it, to tune six strings. But a piano has 88 different notes. And if you get it slightly off, you can imagine as you're working up the piano. As you, get, if it's slightly off, by the time you get to the end note, it is going. The whole thing is going to be completely out of tune. All right, another way you could think about it is, sometimes I've heard the analogy of, you know, a, a pilot in an aeroplane, and they're on course, but if they were just one degree off, yeah, it kind of like over a hundred miles, they would actually be like 22 miles off course. Because even if it's just slightly as the further distance they go, they're just further and further. And it's, and it's a bit like that with a piano. So you need a tuning fork to be that constant, that standard for every single note. So as you tune it, it will be absolutely perfect. A.W. Tozer said this. He said, has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same fork are automatically tuned to each other? So they are by one accord of being tuned, not to each other, but to a standard. And that standard they must all kind of comply with. They have to bow to that standard if they're going to be in tune with one another. And then he says, so 100 worshippers together, if each one is looking to Christ, they are in heart nearer to each other than they could possibly be. And the communion of saints is the local body of Christ who are tuned together with Jesus as their standard, with Jesus as their constant in their own lives. Jesus is your tuning fork. Jesus is my tuning fork. And if each of us are tuned to him, we will be tuned to each other. John 17 Um, Jesus prays this. He says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is complete Unity, complete oneness. And Jesus prays that we would know that oneness and that unity also. You and I, we have been designed for deep connection. And this oneness together should be evident in how we live our lives. So how do we know if we are part of this communion of the saints we have to ask ourselves a question do i belong to my local church or do i go to the local church you see belonging and going are two very different things let's look at my past relationship with david lloyd jim You see, I used to be able to say that I belonged to David Lloyd Jim. I paid my subscription monthly. And when I went, it really did me good. In fact, there were a few regular faces that I would often see, and we would wave to each other. We'd have a little chat before a session started. And then at the end, you know, we kind of, that was good, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah, see you next week. And and off we would go um, into the rest of our day. But actually, looking back, I didn't really belong there. It wasn't a priority in my diary because some days I didn't even go to the sessions. If you've ever been to David Lloyd, you'll know it has an outdoor swimming pool, a nice sunbathing area, and um, ice creams in the little bar area as well. And, and so some days I'd be looking, at, oh, it's time for the session I'll just get an ice cream and I'll just lie by the pool instead. I, I really wasn't committed. After a while, I started to feel like a fraud. And then I stopped going altogether. Sometimes the barrier for us belonging to church is that feeling of lack of connection. Sometimes we stop belonging because we get hurt. Sometimes we feel that we're too messy to belong. And it's a lie. The truth is, church is made up of messy people. All of us here are messy. We're imperfect. And there are things in all of our lives that we have to work at if we want to follow Jesus closely, just like a gym. And belonging to God's people is something that God wants us to commit to. It's the communion of saints. It's messy, it's imperfect, but it's messy, imperfect people making Jesus their constant and choosing to be in oneness with each other. You and I, we've not been called to go to church, but we've been called to belong to the church and to enable each other just to flourish and grow. And belonging means we have to put down roots. We have to dig down into it. And the Bible is full of ways to enable us to do that. It's called the one another passages. think there are around a hundred of these types of passages in the New Testament, 59 of which are specific commands to God's people. The one another passages, that word one another comes from the Greek word alelon, which means one another or each other. It's where we mutually respect And return what has been given to each other. And obedience to these commands are the basis of the communion of saints. And how we live out these will have a direct impact on our witness to the world. So I've put some here for us love one another, be devoted to one another, serve one another, accept one another. Carry one another's burdens. Be patient with one another. Submit to one another. Encourage one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Teach one another. Comfort one another. Forgive one another. Pray for one another. Confess your faults to one another. And this is how God has designed you and I to live in relationship with each other. Turn to your right. Who's sitting next to you on the right? Turn to your left, look the other way. Have a look behind you. Who's been sat behind you in this service? And now have a look at the other side of the room. Who's sat on the other side of the room to you? How can we do any of that? If we don't know the people we are sat with very well. How can you carry someone's burdens if you've never spoke to them? How can you pray for someone if you're not even in their life to understand the things that they desperately need God to answer? How can we comfort someone who's hurting if we don't know what's happening in their lives? And these commands cannot be worked out on a I go to church mentality. We've been created for deep connections with people who will carry us to rooftops, cut a hole in it and drop us down at the feet of Jesus. We have been created for deep connections with people who are are willing to walk alongside with us even though we are not in the right place to hang around with. People like Ruth to Naomi. Naomi was the most miserable woman on the planet, yet Ruth loved her and would not leave her side. That deep connection, you and I, we have been designed for those kind of connections. And so Jesus has modeled to us how we can do it. Okay, it's called the three the 12 and the 72. and This can only happen between Christian brothers and sisters. So in the three, this is where we carry each other's burdens. It's like, I have your back, you have my back, and whatever comes, we are going to stick together. It's that relationship that Jesus had on earth with Peter, James, and John. It's where the most intense discipleship took place. And we need those same relationships in our lives if we are going to grow and we are going to flourish. You see, the three, they know the real us. We trust them with every part of our life. We are devoted to one another. We speak truth and we, we speak those words. We pull, people, we pull each other up when we're going off track. Those are the three. Then we have the twelve. Jesus had 12 disciples, didn't he, that he did life with? He took them everywhere. And for us, that's probably a small group, a life group. We are open and we discuss things. We open the scriptures, we share how it's applicable to our lives. We teach one another. We encourage one another. We we learn to be kind and compassionate. And we get a little bit more under the skin with other people. We learn to care for one another and spur each other on. It's where we learn to do life with each other. And then we have the 72 or the 120, that larger gathering this large gathering, they're on mission together. They regularly meet. They pray together. It's like our Sunday gatherings. We, we gather together to, to serve one another. We accept each other. We greet one another. We live in harmony with one another. We commit to each other. And this larger gathering becomes a witness of who God is in our lives becomes a witness to the community outside. And when we say, I believe in the communion of saints, we are saying, I give permission for people to speak into my life. In the the good times, I have people around me. In the bad times, I have people around me. And I need people around me. I need those in my life who are going to show me how to be a better mum to my five kids, how to be a better wife to my husband. I need those close enough around me who will stop me when maybe my life is not in line with the gospel as it should be. I need the 12 in which to do life with and just to share things with. And I need the 72 to go on mission with. We need people to speak into our lives. And the Bible calls us fools if we think we don't need that closeness with other Christians. Proverbs 11 says this, Where there is no guidance, a people fall. But in a, an abundance of counsellors, there is safety. There's a great quote from Max Lucado, And he says this, Christ distributes courage through community. He dissipates doubts through fellowship. He never deposits all knowledge in one person, but distributes pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to many. When we mix, mingle, confess and pray, Christ speaks. For a marriage or a family to be healthy, what do we do? We eat together. We spend time with one another. We turn up for each other. We, we pray for each other And in the same way as followers of Jesus, we need to turn up for one another. We need to take care of each other. We need to pray regularly for one another. We need to be kind to one another. We need to share with what we have. You've been called to belong to the church. We say the church is the people of God. We've been called to belong, not have that mentality of going to church we've been called to put the family of God at the center of our family life and we've been called to devote ourselves to one another I'll finish with this scripture Hebrews chapter 10 says this let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another. As I finish today, let me just ask you just to reflect upon that question that I asked earlier. Do you belong to church or do you go to church? Is this really your 72? Or is it just like my gym kind of experience, just kind of go every now and again when it fits in my diary who are your 12 who you share in life with and who are the three that are able to really speak and dig deep into your life and also that you can dig in that you can encourage that you can walk alongside also because people need you in their lives also let's pray shall we Lord, I thank you that you have not designed this Christian life as an individual thing. Lord, you have designed us for connection because you are a God who loves to connect. Lord, I thank you that it's not about us just connecting with you. Lord, but it is about us connecting towards each other also. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will grow as a family that we will grow as brothers and sisters who know what it is to really care deeply and love each other completely. Lord, we read in the scripture today that as the early church lived, Lord, like that, it says that daily people were added to them, that people daily were saved, Lord. Lord, we want that for this community. Lord, may our witness, Lord, as the body of Christ in this place, Lord, may it be such, Lord, that people are added daily to this place, Father. Lord, we thank you for your kindness and your goodness to us, Lord. Lord, each of us saved and transformed by you. And Lord, I pray that we will know what it is to also share that same kindness and goodness with each other. Lord, help us to to get to know one another, Father. Help us in order that we might grow in the things of you so that our lives would be transformed and changed, God. that we can see that same transformation in the lives of others also yeah we ask this in your name jesus amen we've come to the end of this week's message we hope you've been impacted and inspired please keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at